With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. A special guest, Collingwood psychologist, is Jackie Lauder. She's been good enough um, to give us some of her time. Is she the secret weapon as to Collingwood's success? We're about to find out. Jackie, thanks for your time on Sports Day. Hi, guys. How are you? Well, we're good. What does the off-season look like for you? I'm sure you've got... Do you have a day job as well, or is it a full-time role at the Pies? No, it's definitely not full-time. Um, I uh, work for Melbourne Storm as well, um, so it's good to have an off-season for them. And then I've got a clinical practice. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's still pretty busy, but a little calmer, not having to get training in, so that's nice. What's the contrast like between the AFL players the NRL players and, and just your, your mums and dads or, or the children that you see? Yeah, it's actually nice to have a little bit of a, a balance. I think um, across both the codes, you see very similar issues um, and before, whether that be performance stuff or clinical. And then it's just really nice to keep your skills in um, when you're seeing average active members of the community that are just trying to get the best out of their performance, whether they're playing local netball or basketball or um, a huge variety of sports. Like It's really great to get to see some, you know, some rowing and athletics and some weird and wonderful sports as well. So I love the variety. So Jackie, what's the breakdown in teaching players mental skills versus helping players with mental problems? Yeah, well, I think um, you probably define it where if if there's me- mental problems as such, um, you might be looking at conditions that are diagnosed, whether that be, you know, Geordie's been quite open with his ADHD or whether it be someone who might have OCD or, or something that has probably been present in most of their life. Um, and then you've got your performance issues, which are very much related to um teaching them the skills of how to manage themselves with all the emotional ups and downs within a game, how to reset after an error, um, how to take on feedback and quickly apply it, not get caught up in your own thoughts. Um, so there's some big differences, but it's, um, yeah, it's pretty clear from my end what I need to be doing. And do you work with a coach because he's a very positive person or do you just turn up that way? Well, I think I can't take any credit for that. I think that's just who he is as a person. But, you know, I'm really lucky that I have great relationships with all of our coaches. So I definitely have to work in with them, whether it be the line coaches or, you know, if there's something within the feel of our group or we think that the group needs, you're always communicating it across the coaches. And I think that's what's probably got us um, the success we've had in the, in the last two years is that ability for everyone to stay in their lane, but also we know who exactly to go to when, which is great. The thing I've really observed, and you, you nearly have to be there live to watch the Collingwood players just move on quickly, like off the back of a mistake. Yep. They're, they're just quick to bounce off and there'll be some encouragement, but everyone knows where to go next or they'll get down late in the game. A lot's been spoken about their come-from-behind results. What's the science behind that, Jackie, and what was your role in, in that? Yeah, I think when... Um when Craig first came in, um, this is probably the biggest role I've played in a program. And he already had, you know, three sessions a week sort of set out in terms of what he wanted around 
mindset. Um, I had a little bit of a relationship with him before he started at Collingwood because he used to come in um, once a fortnight over at Melbourne Storm and help with some kicking. So um, we weren't unfamiliar with each other. Um, and then to be able to get in and, and do that stuff in the program where I can have sessions with the guys and we can sit down and talk about what happens in a game and, okay, if that happens, where's your thinking go? How do you reset? Give them strategies. We set different challenges for them during the week. So what you see on game day is what we want to physically and mentally um, practice at training. And I think that's been the difference is, you know, the quality of our training physically and mentally has really prepared us for our game. Collectively as a group, is it more important to deal with wins or losses? Uh, we don't deal with them any different. So um, we talk about everything being a performance. Um, it's not about winning and losing. If we go out there and we perform the best we can, then we give ourselves every chance of, of getting the result that we want. But I think that's been one of our strengths is if you walked into the club each week, you wouldn't know whether we've won or we've lost mm-hmm. because our approach stays exactly the same. And that's that's where all of that emotional regulation actually works is we really work hard on that. So when we turn up on Monday, um, we have the same mindset, which is let's just keep getting better. How do you deal with players that aren't fitting into the program? Because it's such a – everyone seems to be accepted at Collingwood and, and every club is better at doing that and celebrating individuality more so than yep. – certainly when I played, it was sort of there was a hierarchy. You came in, you earned the respect of the senior players and you, you get the runs on the board. It's not the case now. But at times, players have stepped out of what is an acceptable standard yep. at Collingwood. Is there still room for that really strong feedback? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, a couple of comments I've certainly heard over the last few years is because we're, we are, um, you know, 80% positive with what we do. But positive doesn't mean that we don't, we don't put people to account. Um, mm. And I think that's, that's been, you know, something that we've encouraged everyone to be themselves and we can accommodate that. And certainly in my role, there's no one I feel we can't support. It's just the stuff I don't know about that I can't help with. But I think um, the strength of our program in the last two years is when we've had players that have stepped outside the system for whether that be for personal things or whatever, is that we've had very hard conversations between, you know, myself and Graham Wright and Fly and, um, you know, the other coaches and the players, but everyone has their say. And then we trust that the decision that whether that be the board makes or the coaches make has been, you know, with that respect to everybody. And, I think when the players can see that the staff are trying to work together strongly and it's always about what's going to be best for the individual, then they'll accept the hard feedback because they know it's actually in their best interest. So there's a real trust there. Jackie, Mm. do you have a role through the game? Yeah, so I sit on the bench um, through the game, which I've done the whole time I've been at Collingwood, and that's been player-driven. So... Most of the time, I think you'll see me sitting there and the, the poor sub needs to sit next to me, which probably doesn't look good when they've got to come off and sit next to the psych. Mm. Um, that's just the position the AFL says we have to sit them in the corner. Yep. Um, so it's a great opportunity for whoever's coming on to really make sure that they're in that headspace and that we're really paying attention to the game because mentally, if you stay in the game when you're on the bench, you transition on to the field a lot better. Um, and then it's picking moments so I get to hear the conversations that the players are having and quickly reset if they've not remembered maybe a couple of things we've done through the week. And then the other 
opportunity we have is if the coaches need to get messaging to the players um, and they're not quite sure of what their triggers might be or their resets, I, I have all that information because um, I've worked on that with the players. So we've got access to everything we use through the week. And then I'm able to sit there and I guess take some notes on some things that we might want to work on next week because I can hear where our conversations go and watch our emotions through a game. Jackie Lauder is Collingwood psychologist. She's joining us. Fascinating insight into the role that the mental application has in the game and the techniques that these players uh, use and what a resounding success it has been for, for Collingwood. Can I talk about a couple of individual incidents? And I know there's confidentiality, yeah. but, but these ones have been on the record. Braden Maynard said... On the back of that smother on Angus Brayshaw, he tried to stay off social media, which was really good. He stayed off the news, but he kept thinking about the what-ifs. What if I do miss a prelim, if I do potentially miss a grand final? Uh, That must have been excruciating for him. Yeah, I think um, probably if it was my first year at the club, that might have been a little bit harder, but I think the players are so used to having me as a resource and, and things like that. So that week for him, it was, you know, what can we control? And we, we don't shy away from the what ifs. So I always make the players work through that and say, okay, well, if we follow the right process that the AFL makes us and if we miss it, we will manage that and this is how we will do it and this is what we can expect will happen. And if we don't miss, then these are the things we need to factor in as well. So, um, yeah, I think one of the big things for him was just actually addressing what he was feeling at the time and not letting anything slip by us. Mm. Are you, are you on call? Like, can, can you switch off? It's like, I always so admired doctors, club doctors, like their phone was always on and they always answered regardless of what time it was. But then you feel about yep. them and their own family. Is, is that a balancing act for you? Yeah, it's, it's absolutely a balancing act. I think um, my theory is that, like, we don't ever switch off because their lives don't switch off. And, you know, certainly th- even through the break now, it's probably one of the roles where you don't get a full break. But mm. if I've built a good enough relationship and the players feel comfortable to reach out, there's, there's no way I'm not going to answer those calls because that means that I'm not trying to pick things up with six weeks having missed seeing them. So, yeah, you, you're always on call. But the respect that every athlete I've ever dealt with um, – gives that they don't ring unless they they really feel they need to so i'm always happy mm. to answer that call mm. what role do you have with the the drafts upcoming not next week the week after about you know the traps and the i guess the pitfalls that some young players can fall into i mean is that a really important time for you as a, an initiation process i guess for these young players coming to collingwood yeah for sure i mean we um we really access the the um opportunity that the afl allows us to with the um, site testing that's done. So we have a, a site that works purely in recruiting. And then as soon as they're drafted, um, that gets handed over to me. And within that first week, I've had pretty lengthy communication with not only them, but with their families to make sure as quickly as I possibly can, I, um, I get a handle on the person that's coming in um, because that's really important. And I guess the other side of it for me is those families are putting their son in our care. And mm. that's something I have a lot of respect for and I understand particularly if they're interstate that you know they need to know who is looking after their, their kid um, so that's a really big part and then once they're into that academy program in that first of four years um, I'll do really regular sessions up updating them and, and educating them on all the mental skills that the rest of our group has already done. 
Oh, it's, a, it's honestly, I'm fascinated by it. I really appreciate your time and your insights and your honesty. And um, congratulations on the year that you had. And I'm sure that will be set to continue for a while. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, no worries. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Jackie Louder is uh, Collingwood's yeah, psychologist chat. there. Jerry, I guess the there was a little bit of a stigma about getting that sort of help even 20 years ago, probably. But yep. now everyone is sort of so open to the benefits that it has. And if you get a club that embraces like Collingwood and you get an expert like Jackie, uh, the benefits are there.